So we need to work on all these types of things. You have more oxidative stress. So we need to work on decreasing that effect. That all happens as you age. We're not gonna stop you from aging, but we're gonna help you feel better while you do age. You're listening to the Integrative Medical Podcast with Dr. Jake, a licensed naturopathic doctor who will show you how to tap into your body's natural ability to heal your health issue and improve your symptoms quickly without harmful drugs, or devastating surgeries. So pour some tea, get comfortable where you are, and enjoy this healing episode. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Dr. Jake. My name is Owen, and today we're talking about Jake's favorite topic. It's nature's fountain of youth, and I love the title of today's show. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about what we can do to help prevent the aging process. When you age, a lot of people think, okay, yeah, I'm I'm getting older. That means I'm not going to be able to play basketball. I'm not going to be able to run like I used to. I'm going to start getting really sick, et cetera. But that's not necessarily how it has to be. I know people that feel a lot better in their 60s than they ever did in their 20s. Wow. You know, I hear about that all the time and I literally, that's what what I aim for. And there's certainly a sense of that in your kind of like professional life where it's like, I make more money now and I have more influence now among my peers and what I'm more respected, but I'm really interested in this, how to feel amazing when you're aging. So let's, let's dive right into our, uh, our topic today. I know that you have a whole bunch of topics we want to talk about. What is the aging process? What's happening at a cellular level? when we age some of the biggest things that are happening when you age is there's changes in your hormones and the changes in your hormones prevent your body from doing a lot of different things decreasing the testosterone decreasing your estrogen and progesterone it's affecting so much of your health when that is happening if we're able to get your hormones back up we're able to prevent a lot of these things but a lot of other things happen you aren't able to detoxify as well you're not able to absorb your nutrients as well. So we need to work on all these types of things. You have more oxidative stress. So we need to work on decreasing that effect. That all happens as you age. We're not going to stop you from aging, but we're going to help you feel better while you do age. And age well, right? Like age mm-hmm. with maybe less wrinkles. And, and you talk about oxidative stress a lot. Is that like rusting? Is that literally what we're talking about? <laughs> it's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, it's kind of like rusting. For sure. Yeah. Oxidative stress is this chronic inflammatory response and it causes damage to all parts of your body, your blood vessels, your heart, your cells, uh, your liver, et cetera, all happens from oxidative stress. When we talk about diseases, the main culprit, let's say we talk about heart attacks and how to prevent that big reason why you're getting a heart attack is oxidative stress. We talk about, we don't really talk a lot, a lot about that, but that's the big reason what's happening with a lot of these chronic illnesses. If we can prevent that oxidative stress, guess what? That's going to prevent a lot of those aging diseases that we talk about, yeah. like cardiovascular diseases or cancer or diabetes, those increase while you're age, but uh, we can help prevent that. When I see someone who has aged well, you know, like this young, vibrant skin, this dark flowing hair, how much of that is genetics and how much of that is a lifestyle choice, an anti-aging lifestyle choice? Now, obviously, there are people that are born looking really long like me. I look like a little teenager or something right now. I'm much older than that, but I also take good care of myself. So who knows where that comes right? I got the genetics and the dietary things, but you anyways. Have Hauser. You have a Doogie Hauser look to you though. There is like, what is this? The youngest doctor I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But how big of a role does it, does it play? 
Genetics is this, it's a piece, but it's not the biggest thing. It's not like, oh, my, my mom looks so old or dad looks so old and they're only 30 years old. Man, that's what's going to happen to me. Right now, your parents are probably not doing the right thing. They're probably really stressed. They aren't taking care of their diet very well. They're not taking care of their hormones, etc. And you can help prevent all these type of things from happening if you live a different lifestyle. Okay, so let's talk about some of those things. And I want to start with physical appearance, because I think that's where most of our listeners are probably, you know, I see my aging in my eyes and in my lips personally. I don't know how much of our audience maybe relates to that, but let's start with like facial appearance. What can we do to reverse aging there? First thing is we need to work on our stress because if you're going to be stressed out all the time, guess what? The collagen in your skin is going to start to degenerate. It's going to start sagging. And then that's going to lead to the wrinkles and you're going to notice it more in your lips and your eyes like with Owen, or you're going to start notice sagging underneath your chin, sagging in your neck, et cetera, if you don't chill out with that stress. So you need to work on the stress. You need to chill that out a little bit, maybe go to a doctor that can help you with that stress response. So that's a, that's a beginning piece there. So we need to work on that. We're talking about psychological stress, but we also need to help decrease that oxidative stress, which we can do by eating a better diet, by eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, especially fruits and vegetables that are high in antioxidants, like the blueberries and the acai and multiple other fruits and vegetables that are so good in uh, having high antioxidant level. Decreasing how much sugar you're eating all the time and decreasing how many carbs you're eating and keeping your blood sugar under control because if you have high blood sugar all the time, that's going to cause inflammation and cause degeneration of your skin and make you look older. Some great things too we can do, those are dietary lifestyle things. Some other things that we can do is we could do techniques to help regenerate the collagen in your skin. You could use something called like platelet-rich plasma. We have platelets and platelets is how we regenerate and heal. What we do is we draw some blood, we turn it up in a specialized centrifuge, we extract out those platelets and we inject it right underneath the skin to the collagen of the skin and that tightens up the skin and that makes you look naturally younger. It's not like Botox. Botox, you get it done, you'll be like, oh, your friends are going to be like, oh, you got some work done. When you get PRP, it's not going to be like, got some work done. It's going to be like, oh man, you look good because you're naturally tightening up that skin and you're starting to look better in that way. So is that a, We is also that can a, use stem cells and other things. There's a lot of things we can do to help regenerate that skin. Is that something that you do in your office? Yeah, we do that in my office. Yeah. Okay. When you're talking about this process, it's like a natural Botox solution. Sure. You could call it natural Botox, but Botox is going to destroy your body. This is going to improve your body, but yeah, we could think of that. Okay. Putting botulism in your forehead sounds perfectly (laughs) fine to me, doctor. I'm a, it's, it's good. Yeah. I'm offended by that. I want to kind of like go into that a little bit because that was really interesting. I didn't know we were going to talk about that. Is that something that like happens like an immediate thing like Botox or is it like the, after three weeks, four weeks, I'll start to see you know, a, a change in my skin? So we call this a vampire facial. That's the popular term that's getting out there. Maybe uh, maybe you listen to the Kardashians. I know she kind of talked a lot about the vampire facial. So that's putting platelet-rich plasma underneath the skin to stimulate regeneration of the collagen in the face. I make a filler out of your own body, out of your own platelets, and I inject that into certain areas that need it that are deepening of the skin. And you will notice those effects the day of. And it's different than a filler that you would get at another place because that's a just a toxic substance that you're putting in there. And it's not going to help regenerate and heal that specific tissue. It's just going to be like filler in there. But the PPP is going to 
fill that up and also help regenerate that tissue at the same time. So you'll notice immediately there. But the other treatments, it's going to take several months for that regeneration to occur. We usually do about four treatments and do a touch-up treatment every 12 to 18 months to keep wow. the skin firm. Wow, that's fantastic. And this uh, I, I had no idea that that was something that could even be done. So that's wonderful. And, now, and you, the younger you do it, the better. I mean, if you start when you're 60 years old, that's fine. I do treat a lot of people like that and you can get great benefits. But let's say you're starting in your 30s, you start noticing that your skin's starting to get wrinkly and starting to sag a little bit. That's a great time to start doing this because we can keep on treating you and keep your skin tight until you're 60 or 70 years old and you still stay looking young. Fantastic. Let's talk about one that's near and dear to my head, and that's hair restoration. I know that that's a big issue in our family. My mother-in-law is thinning majorly and has for years. What can be done there? First off, we need to look at what potentially could be causing the hair loss, especially in a woman. A lot of men have male pattern baldness, and that's not necessarily, that's a genetic type of thing. But males and females, it could be from something else. And you need to find out what's the cause. Could it be chronic stress? Could it be a thyroid disorder? Could it be an adrenal issue? Could it be a toxic substance you're eating? Could mm -hmm. it be that you're not absorbing your nutrients very well? So those are some things we need to dive in and identify. You need to go to the right doctor to identify that. But also we talked about platelet-rich plasma and stem cells. We can use that for the skin too. So the hair follicle gets damaged and that's the main reason why the hair starts to fall out is the follicle gets damaged and it's not able to make the hair anymore. So yeah. we can stimulate regeneration and healing of that hair follicle with platelet-rich plasma injection into the scalp to regenerate that hair. You do that into every hair follicle or is it no. like once into the you scalp? You do a pattern. I mean, you're not going to see every, every hair follicle. So you're going to do a pattern along the areas that you're losing hair and treat it that way. Yeah, but we're going to do little little blebs of PRP, which is going to treat large region. It's going to treat tons of little hair follicles every shot we do. When talking about hair restoration, you mentioned a diet. Uh, I don't know if you said inflammatory foods, but like foods that could be leading to hair loss. Like, we'll talk a little bit about that. Like, is what are those foods? What are foods that we can add, or are there supplements that we can take to make? And this doesn't work for everybody, or or is it like, hey, there's just certain people like you're you're going to be bald, and that's just all there is to it. You need to eat well, and you need to keep your stress under control. Those are some of the most important things to help your hair from falling out. So let's say you're eating a really toxic foods all the time. You're going to going to fast food all the time, you're eating low nutrients foods, you're eating just burgers and fries, and you're not getting a variety of different nutrients. So your body's not going to be able to form the hair follicles very well. You're not going to be able to form lush hair when you don't have a good amount of nutrient status. So you need to eat a good quality diet. Plus, if you're eating all these chronic inflammatory foods like poor fatty acids, hydrogenated oils, or a ton of saturated fats, you're eating a lot of refined sugar, this yeah. is going to cause a chronic inflammatory response in your body, cause a chronic inflammatory response in your hair follicle, and that can then lead to potential hair loss also. So you need to eat a good quality diet an anti-inflammatory diet that's high in fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, loaves and grains, and good quality meats that are lean and don't have too many saturated fats in them. What are the most inflammatory foods that we should reduce in our diet? Gluten, dairy, sugar, and poor quality meat. So when you say sugar, are we talking about candies and sodas or we, does that include like white bread and store-bought sort of like 
corporate wheat bread, that sort of thing. So it's candies, it's sodas, it's refined grains like white bread. Like maybe you have a white, white bread power. that you think is very good and nutritious. That white bread is actually just as bad as that Snickers bar. And I might like the Snickers bar more than that piece of white bread personally. Why? Because you got some good nuts in there that actually has some fat in there to help stabilize your blood sugar a little bit. That white sugar is going to spike your blood sugar even better than, let's say you just take a spoon of cane sugar and put that in your mouth. That white bread is going to spike your blood sugar more than that cane wow. sugar you just put in your mouth. You know, that's fantastic because you know I'm, I'm on a vegan keto diet and I haven't had a candy bar in close to like nine months. You're awesome, Owen. But the, I'm trying, you know, but the big threat to me, like I haven't even thought about a Snickers bar. I love Snickers bars, but I haven't even thought about that. It's like buttered white bread that really gets me tempted. I haven't, I haven't done it, but uh, that's the thing that really kind of gets yeah. me going. So that's yeah. fascinating. That motivates me to know that that's going to spike my blood sugar even more. Are there foods or supplementations that contribute to healthy growth follicles? I mean, beyond like a whole foods diet is good for you. Is there something like that? Biotin is a great option to help oh, yeah. stimulate it helps stimulate the strengthening of your hair. Taking a good quality collagen is really great too. It'll help uh, strengthen your hair. That's good for your face and preventing sagging of your skin. Also, taking supplements that are high in antioxidants like taking vitamin E and vitamin C and glutathione and NAC. These are all really great things too. Okay. So that's good hair restoration advice. Let's talk about oxygen and oxidative stress. I know this is a big one for you. Why is oxygen so important to the aging and anti- When you get older, most people, their arteries start to get filled with plaque and their arteries start to get narrowed. And that means they're not getting as much oxygen in the tissues. And the reason for that is the capillaries are microscopic, just like a red blood cell. Can't see a, a capillary except if you look under a microscope. Let's say that capillary starts to get narrowed. That red blood cell then is going to not be able to get in there as well. Some are going to get in there. Some are not going to get in there. So then your tissues like your brain and your heart and your muscles, et cetera, aren't getting good oxygen supply from your red blood cells. So we need to improve our oxygen supply into our tissues. We're able to regenerate and heal. So oxygen is needed for everything in our body. Wow. It's needed for our mitochondria to function. It's needed for our immune systems, needed for us to regenerate and heal. So if we don't have good oxygen supply, we're going to age really, really fast. And we're going to get these chronic illnesses that can come on board like dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease and heart attacks and strokes and diabetes and et cetera when you don't have that good oxygen supply. So we need to improve the oxygen. And my favorite way to do that when you already have that plaque formation, let's say you've been eating a poor quality diet and you have a lot of plaque formation and now you're wanting to be healthy when you're in your 50s and 60s, hyperbaric oxygen is really fantastic for increasing oxygen into your tissues again. And that will help getting that mitochondria functioning, get your immune system functioning, help you regenerate and heal and help decrease that aging process. Talk to us a little bit about what is a hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapy. So hyperbarics is you go in a pressurized unit. So you go in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, which pressurizes the air inside the chamber. When that happens, when you put ox pure oxygen on your face, then now you're going to be getting that oxygen right into your fluid of your blood, not into the red blood cells, right into the fluid. It doesn't matter how narrow that capillary is, that fluid is going to flow into there and get that oxygen back. So what you do is it's very easy. You go in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, you take a nap for 60 to 90 minutes, yeah. and you're getting that oxygen in there and helping regenerate your tissues. That's something that you do at your office, correct? We do that in my office. Yeah. 
And if you want to try hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy, then you can go to integrativemedica.com and speak with Dr. Jake. We can also help you find an oxygen therapy center in your area if that's something that you want to do. So hyperbaric is, is one of those things that you could do. What are some other ways that we can get oxygen into the blood? Another really good way is to exercise. It's not going to work as awesome as hyperbaric oxygen, but it is really great. The biggest one is aerobic exercise. So biking, running, swimming, that type of stuff. I want to stop you there because this is really interesting. In a hyperbaric oxygen therapy, right, HBOT, you're in a tube lying down and then the oxygen pressurizes around you, but you're lying down. In exercise, you're actually out moving around and breathing and yet lying down in the chamber is better for you. Why is that? Like we talked about, let's say you're, you already got a lot of plaque that has formed up in your blood vessels. Those red blood cells aren't going to, not as many of them are able to get into there and deliver that oxygen into your tissues. Hyperbarics bypasses that red blood cell need and gets that oxygen right in there in very high amounts. Now, that's not being said that you don't need to exercise. You definitely right. do. There's a ton of other benefits. But when we're talking about just oxygen getting into your tissues, nothing's better than hyperbaric oxygen. But okay. exercise is great. All right. And you said cardiovascular exercise. How cardiovascular, much? Yeah. How much? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, break a sweat. Like what, where do you need to be to, to optimize that on a daily or a weekly basis? So if you're just trying to get that oxygen delivery, I would do 30 minutes, uh, five days a week. Wow. Okay. Like some type of cardiovascular workout. I say, wow, because I like, I have just a packed schedule. And, and so getting that 30 minutes, it, it seems so, it can be so challenging at times, but you know, what we've been doing is coupling, right? And coupling is kind of like, I need to get my exercise, but I also need to be a good dad. So I'm going to take <laughs> the boys to the park and play. There football. you go. Right. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like put the Apple watch on and, and now you're, you know, kind of getting those two of those mm-hmm. sort of things. Here's me. I've always wondered what about going to save on and just getting one of those oxygen tanks for home supplemental. You're watching TV after dinner. You throw an oxygen mask on good, bad and different. It's not going to do a ton. If you have an issue getting that oxygen in your tissues, you could be putting all this oxygen pumping in your body and that's going to give you good high blood oxygen levels, but not necessarily high amounts in your tissues. Yeah. Now it can be good if you don't have that plaque formation. It can give you a little high, the oxygen high and that you get from doing that, but it's not going to give you the same health benefits as in a hyperbaric, not even close. Okay. All right. So good to know. You know, I was going to go get one of those things because I thought that'd be a cheat to getting, you know, 45 extra years, but you've you're already getting awesome hyperbarics. Don't do that, Owen. I, no, it's true. Yeah, I'm doing hyperbarics like three <laughs> times a week uh, over at Integrated Medica. And there's kind of like this multi benefit to it, right? Not only am I getting this oxygen chamber therapy, but I also listen to spa music and I sort of de stress and I give my body resting time. And, and there, there's like multiple sort of benefits to it. So I recommend that everybody really look into hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy. And when it's non therapeutic, meaning like we're talking about a preventative anti aging sort of approach, what's a good hyperbaric like once a week for 90 minutes or three times a week for 20 minutes? Like what, what do you recommend in terms of a? A plan. Usually what I like to do, so someone coming in for the first time, I like to hit it pretty hard and then we do a maintenance hyperbarics. I like to do about 20 treatments twice a week, get that oxygen in, get everything working well. And then we do it maybe every two to four weeks as a maintenance. So you say, so it's like 10 week aggressive. Is that what I heard? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that type of thing. Okay. Really good. I didn't think of it that way. All right. So let's move into, I think the big question, which is hormones. 
what role do they play in aging and how do we prevent it? Hormones is a huge thing with aging. And yes, everyone is going to decrease their hormones as they age. Well, not everyone. I have a patient of mine that has a testosterone level of 800 and he's 76 years old. He's putting me to shame on the testosterone level. So you don't always decrease your testosterone. He's not taking anything. I mean, he is taking maca root, which is an herb that does help produce testosterone, but he's he's a rock star. He's, he's, he's pretty awesome. I heard that they're using his blood to make the uh, <laughs> those male enhancement pills, but that's you know what I don't want to get into all the, the, the details of of all that. But let's talk about that, right? Like, because you, you lose that as you age, and men, you're going to decrease your testosterone, and women, you're going to decrease your estrogen and progesterone, and your testosterone many times decreases. Also, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. Depends on the women, but many times it does go down. Let's talk about testosterone to start. So testosterone is needed for our energy, our focus, our healing, our repair, our regeneration. So you're not going to feel yourself. You're not going to feel the same when your testosterone levels go down. And when testosterone levels go down, that does increase our cardiovascular risks. It increases our brain health risks like dementia, memory issues, Parkinson's disease, a lot of things. And then that can affect our bone health because our muscles start to degenerate and then you don't put as much pressure on your bones and that they start to weaken too. So there's a lot of health problems that happen when your testosterone goes down. Now let's talk about with women when your estrogen and progesterone and testosterone go down. So your estrogen goes down, that's going to start to weaken your bones. You're going to start to have more osteoporosis when you your estrogen goes down. So you can help prevent osteoporosis when you get your estrogen levels up. When your progesterone goes down, that's what is called our neurosteroid. So some people put a bad stigma on steroid, but this is our natural steroid in our brain. It helps decrease that inflammatory response in our brain. And a lot of women can have difficulty sleeping because their progesterone levels go down. So progesterone can help you sleep better. It also is going to help improve memory and concentration when we're able to get those progesterone levels back up. Also, as you age, when your testosterone gets down and your estrogen and progesterone, the libido is going to be down. So you're not going to have as much of a, a sex drive. But all these things are going to affect your health. Let's say your estrogen and progesterone gets down. We talked about how it weakens your bones. It also increases your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease, just regular memory issues, increases your cardiovascular disease, diabetes. So a lot of things are improved when you elevate your hormone levels and get them in the appropriate level. It's not about just taking them. It's about getting them in the right level through monitoring them through blood work. How does one know if any one of these things is out of whack? You go and get a blood draw and get your hormones checked. I mean, you could do blood or salivary. My favorite form is blood because there's more research specifically on the blood and I can really see, okay, your levels are at this much. I want to get them up to this certain point. Salivary is getting there and I know a lot of physicians are using salivary and it's it's okay, but yes. I, I'm still right now using more blood. But that's, and that's in a preventative case, like any warning signs that a male or female should be aware of that says, I should get my hormones checked, like the symptoms of- Let's of say you have osteopenia. That's that's a good beginning one. Let's say you're not able to concentrate or think as well. You don't have as much energy as you used to. You're not as strong as you used to, and you're not sleeping well. These are all good indicators. Okay. Of that, you should get the, those hormones in, in balance. So is that what causes wrinkles is the hormones or talk to us a little bit about the wrinkle effect? Cause it's not just the eyes and the, the, the kind of like the aunt Rose waddle here. You know what I mean? Like 
we see it in the elbows, we see it on the hands. Like, what can we do to prevent wrinkles? So what happens when your hormones go down is your body doesn't function as well. It doesn't have its little messengers going around and helping the body function as well as it should. In a roundabout way, that does... Your, your immune system's not going to work as well. You're, you're going to have more inflammation in your body, which then is going to cause more destruction of the collagen in your skin and lead yeah. to wrinkles. Yeah. And the same is true for love handles as well and, and maybe bloating. So when your hormones go down, it's going to be more difficult to keep the weight off because your metabolism is going to go down. Yeah. And then like, like, especially for women, when the estrogen and progesterone goes down, especially their estrogen, they start putting a lot of weight around their tummy and their hips. Fat starts to accumulate there because their estrogen is low. So they could exercise as much as they want many times, but they can't get that weight off because of their hormones being not in the right level. Is there an average age where that starts to happen? Every woman is a little bit different, but it starts around probably 45 years old. Is it related to menopause at all? Yep. Yeah. So, so what when about, you start noticing menopause, that's when your hormones start changing. Yeah. What about for men? About the same time, about 40, 45 years old. Crazy nowadays, uh, I see men with testosterone levels way low in their 20s. It's kind of wild. We Likely because of all the toxic environment that we live in causing trauma to the testes. And Yeah, so it could start as early as your 20s, but uh, mostly it's in your 40s. I've always wanted to be on a podcast that talked about trauma to the testes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool to talk about that, right? <laughs> always something. It seems like, yeah, Rochambeau with the kids, but... You heard that I did keep a straight face when I talked about I it. I know, too. you did. You, yeah. you, are, you are very doctory when it comes to <laughs> uh, some of the more uh, sensitive, sensitive issues. As we, as we wind down today's episode, what are some of the, like, the anti-aging sort of action steps that you can give our listeners right now, do this now to prevent and enhance anti-aging in your own life. What would you say to them? I love it. First, you should start exercising. You should start improving your diet. Increase anti-inflammatory foods and decrease the inflammatory foods like we talked about. Decrease your sugar, your dairy, your gluten, those type of things. You need to go in and get your blood drawn and see where your hormones levels are at. Go to the right doctor that knows what they're doing, that knows to keep the levels in the right range to help with that. Yeah. And then uh, set up an appointment to get some hyperbaric oxygen because that's going to help get that oxygen back in there and decrease that inflammatory response, get your mitochondria working, increase that energy process, help you regenerate your collagen. A lot of things happening when you're doing that. Yeah, that's good. And I've been doing the HBOT therapy for some time now, and I have the skin of a 22-year-old swimmer. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> like elastic and free. I, uh, I love you're it. You're looking beautiful, man. Hey, thank you. You're, you're a man with healthy eyes, uh, my <laughs> friend. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all you listening today. Dr. Jake, thanks for your time. And we look forward to seeing you all on the next episode. See you next time. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. 
integrativemedica.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. J. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.